Texans best football in front of them. He's blank on Branham. 713-780-3776. Before we answer the question, let's go out to the HRMP listener line. Brad's got one more suggestion for the uh, for the celebration that Tank Dell showcased yesterday. What you got for us, Brad? Hey, guys. Sorry a little late to the party. couple suggestions for you. The Lunar Launch hmm. or the Texan Takeoff. I hadn't heard any of those, so if you've heard them already, I apologize. But again, wanted to chime in. Okay, those are good. Those are good, Brad. They'll, uh, you know, they'll fight for second place. I think we have a poll up right now. Just go to at ESPN ninety seven five. You can see that the the poll is up there. Uh, whoever wins the poll is going to win the name until Blankers comes up with something better. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Got to admit, embrace the suck. Kind of took off. It did. It became a. It, we we are definitely known with that hashtag. There, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. For better or for worse. And we really should have. We really did a poor job of using the one we came up with this year. The suck stops here. The suck stops here worked right. really well. We were yeah, all if over. we would have kicked it off and went with it and just kept hammering it home. Yeah. And they played like this. You're right. <laughs> Somebody said Delevator. That's not bad. That's, That's pretty, pretty good. good. <laughs> the only problem with like that one is that I think. We're going to see more players I do, too. Do it. I think that's the thing. Is it's not, I don't think it's going to be exclusive to yeah. Tank. I think it's going to catch on. Yeah, I completely agree. Because otherwise, I was going with that Dell aspect of can you do something like that, like yep. with the rhyme, and the, the Delevator is perfect. The Delevator is really good. Hats off to you. That's tip of the cap. Uh, 713-780-3776. So Malik Collins was uh, talking to the media earlier today. Not a man of many words. But something that caught my attention was he said that the Texans' best football is still ahead of them. Is he right? Is the Texans football still ahead of them? Well, with the schedule the way it is and the way they've been playing, it's it's not a hard sell to be able to say that it absolutely is and it should be. I mean, they obviously know what's at stake and the fact that they have to continue to play at a higher level week, week in, week out. But the motivation, the togetherness, everything that we've seen, I don't know if you guys saw the pregame interview that Cower had with D'Amico was fantastic. Um, I I just feel like if they believe it, it will be the way that they're playing right now. And so I think their best football is yet to come. I mean, you now have figured out your running game more so by, you know, understanding with Pierce out that, you know, he got Wally pipped. And, and, you know, you got a guy like Singletary that's come in in two straight weeks, shown you that the right back in this system used the right way can get you the yards that they were, they were you know, sorely missing. Uh-huh. And that overall, the defense is coming together. You've had all these guys out with injury, and yet they continue to play. When those guys come back, you should have every right to believe they're going to get better. I think their best football is yet to come. I do, too. I don't think they've played their best. Like, call me crazy, but their offense, yesterday, their offense in the first half yesterday was really good. Really, really good. You know, the fourth and one with Boone, you know, don't love seeing that. Uh, the Andrew Beck thing was in the second half, so you're not even qualifying that. They had 333 yards at the half yesterday. That's insane. That's it's insane. Yeah. And look, Arizona, not a you know winning football team. Their defense ain't bad. Uh, C.J. Stroud, really good in the first half. Singletary's run for 100 yards in back-to-back games for the first time in his career. Mm-hmm. We mentioned earlier, the receivers, the, four, the core four, they have not played all four of them in the same game since week one. I also feel like they're leaving points on the field. Like you look yesterday, they had uh, they they were in the red zone twice and didn't come away with points. C.J. Stroud twice threw an interception. Actually, it was three times, yeah. right? Three times on the Arizona side of the field 
All three interceptions were in the Arizona side of the field. They missed a field goal. You go back to the Cincinnati game where you left some meat on the bone offensively as well. The defense has been banged up. Yesterday you had two like formidable linebackers. After the, after Harris and Cashman, you were in deep trouble. You haven't really had the secondary at its full strength this year as well. I do think the Texans' best football is ahead of them. I think they're going to continue to get better because they're a young team. They're going to continue to get healthier. Big time. Now, if they can, like, and, and this might not even come this year, the offense clicking on all cylinders might not happen this season. It might be rookie quarterback. They show flashes for the most part that are really, really good. But in terms of like every single series, you're going to get a really good attack. And that, that, I mean, the best offenses in the NFL score on half of their series. But the Texans are capable of that. They've proven that they're capable of doing that. They haven't quite done it yet. If they hit that stride, I do think that there's meat left on this bone. I do, on both sides of the ball. So I agree with Malik Collins that the best football for this team is ahead of them. And I'm talking this year. I'm not talking the future. Because you have a rookie quarterback, obviously you expect growth of the organization as he continues to mature and get older. Same thing with the defense. Very young defense. Uh, Will Anderson, an anchor. Defensive uh, a rookie. Uh, you look at Christian Harris. Really good game, game yesterday in his second year. Stingley, second year. Petrie, second year. So you're going to see progress from young players as they develop but in terms of just this season they've shown flashes in terms of like a complete game i don't even think cincinnati was a complete game no. they left meat on the bone there and so you had nine starters they do out, have right? room to grow or nine players yeah, out with several had, starters so look, that's life of the nfl i get it it is but you're getting jimmy ward back you're going to have all four of your receivers damian pierce isn't a starter on this team anymore but he is a formidable guy that you can have in the running back room that's going to get some carries well, so if he's for fresh you. and you, you work that into your fourth downs and your third down in shorts I mean, there's your bell cow to get those those tough yards. Rather him we, be three, third yeah. one, fourth and one than because you know he's gonna be he's gonna absolutely keep driving his legs and pound it into wherever they're going with it to where you got a better chance to get the first down. Yeah, so I agree with Malik Collins that the best football is still ahead for this team because they have left points on the field. Whether it's Stroud's three interceptions on the Arizona side of the field, uh, whether it's missing a field goal, which maybe they should have went for it there instead of trying a forty-eight yeah. yarder for a guy who might be out of his range at that spot. Uh, the, the you look at the uh, the fourth and one was on the Arizona side of the field. You were in the red zone twice and came away with nothing. And that's been kind of a theme with this team throughout. For them to kind of take that, for them probably to win the division, for them to be a playoff team down the stretch, they have to get better in those red zone areas. Yeah, they do. And I was thinking about it too because you can't do those kind of things against Jacksonville and leave points away that you needed on the board because you got to capitalize because you know you're going to be playing a good team. There's so much on the line that you can't look at it after the game, after the fact, and go, God, we left six points, you know, nine points, whatever it was. We left points on off the board that we should have had. You can't do that against a good team like the Jags with so much riding on the line. I hopefully think they learned their lesson that, you know, depending on the situation, yeah, you'd like to have seven, but that almost guaranteed three could be the difference between winning and losing a tight game that could mean the division for you. And so you got to think about that differently. Yeah, I think that they're, uh, this team still has uh, the room for growth uh, that, that Malik Collins was talking about earlier today. 713-780-ESPN, uh, 8863-ESPN. Absolutely, it's in front of them. He's right. Offense has won some games. Defense won this last one. Just wait till it all comes together and they have a dominant game on all aspects when it gets consistent on both sides. That's the thing. Like This team hasn't had... I would say that the most dominant game that they've had was probably weeks three, week four, when they went to Jacksonville and won by 20. Mm-hmm. When they hosted Pittsburgh and won by 20. Like, that was the most consistent, 
But I think C.J. Stroud's better now than oh, he was sure. in games three and four of his NFL career. And it didn't feel, because it was so early in the season, it didn't feel like it had the same impact as if you put, you know, you go and strum Jacksonville this weekend and, and you beat them the same way and beat the doors off of them. And suddenly everyone in the league is going to pay attention and you're going to say, damn, that was one hell of a, a win for that football team. As opposed to, yeah, maybe you caught them early in the season and they weren't, they didn't hadn't put it all together yet and whatever. It just didn't seem like it had the impact. The Cincinnati game was the most impactful win of the season, but the most dominating wins of the season were the two you mentioned. Yeah, the um, I, I think this offense has a forty point burger in it too. I think they have a forty. I, I think it's fully capable. I think it one. I think it in one game this season before it's all said and done. I think this offense is going to explode for forty points. If you have all hands on deck, right, and a lot of it starts with the offensive line. If you could go with the continuity of a completely healthy offensive line, I'm not sure you're ever going to get there. But just from the skill skill position players, if you have all your receivers, if Schultz is now the the, the kind of impact player he is, as opposed to he was kind of very hit and miss and a little bit disappointing early in the season. And then you get both Pierce and Singletary so you can do the thunder-lightning combination. You put them, put all hands on deck with a good CJ, and you could put a 40-burger on somebody. I think, they're, they're, I think they've been on the cusp, too. Like, you look at the last two games. They've turned it over three times in the last two games. Yeah. Uh, they, only, they only scored 21 points against Arizona. It was bound to catch up with them, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, Stroud's probably, what is his interception total up to now? He threw three, so he's, what, five? Four or five, right? I think he's at five. I think he had two going into oh, yesterday's game. Yeah, he did. So, so he's he up to five. five. I think it's right about where C.J. Stroud should be. Because remember he had those games early where he was just like throwing the ball up. Like he threw one in Baltimore. He just like heaved it up the field. I'm like, hey, you can't do that in the NFL. Or the tip He's never done it again. fell in and yeah. out of the hands of guys. Probably, Even in the Cincinnati game, mm-hmm. there was one. Yeah, I mean, look, there was a lot that fell his way and a couple that, you know, this, this last week start catching up with him. But overall, if you tell me your rookie quarterback starting for the first time all season has five interceptions more than halfway through the season, you take that. And I think that's probably fair for him. The five interceptions, I think, is fair for C.J. Stroud. Key from L.A., uh, nice to have winning football in the city again. Uh, are you converting? Oh, it's Key from Kirby. That's my fault. Uh, Key from mm. Kirby, nice to have winning football in the city again. It's good to hear you guys talk about other sports, not the Astros. Do we talk too much Astros? 713-780-ESPN. Key from L.A. is accusing us of only talking about the Astros. And I accuse Key from L.A. from being a Homer fan that is overzealous about teams that suck. You, you uh, mispronounced Key from Kirby. Oh, that's right. Key, key from, from Kirby. Yeah, Key from Kirby. We yes. do talk Astros better than anybody else, though. So, I mean. That's, Agreed. That's just, that's just the facts of the But also, matter. like, key you from, know. Key from Kirby. What are you guys supposed to talk about during baseball season? Training well, camp well, battles? Guys, probably baseball, I think. Let's yeah. just compartmentalize <laughs> this for, for, for Key from Kirby, though. Key from Kirby doesn't like it when we talk Astros because they're so much better than his favorite team, and that's the only team that he really has that he can put in our face to say that there's competition to some degree. Because if you look at the two L.A. teams in football, they're trash. So he's got nothing there. Rams? I can't believe the Rams won that game yesterday. I watched it. Yeah, I was surprised. I think it's a lot of it was the injuries were the reason why. But that field goal kicker had a legit chance and just didn't catch it right. But, yeah, that was a tough loss for Seattle. But then you look at it from a basketball perspective, the underachieving Clippers and the overblown LeBron Jameses. Yeah, well, okay, Key from L.A. Yeah, That's LA, all you got to talk about. <laughs> L.A. might have scoreboard on the, uh, on the Rockets after the last couple of games, though. <laughs> but, look, from a, from a perspective on the Rockets, they stayed in both games. They made, you know, went right down to the final possession. I'm, That's better than you could expect yeah. from a young Rockets team. I'm with you, but I don't think we can scoreboard key from L.A. with the basketball side of things. How are they doing the in the playoffs? Team. Well, the Rockets doing in the playoffs. Well, I'm not, like, I'm not throwing know. the Rockets. No, we're not. Ta- but we're talking about because he's mad. We're talking Astros. Yeah. We're not over talking. Ast- I mean, Rockets right now.
Uh, Willie says you talk more about the Astros because the Texans weren't there yet. Now I can go to 50-50. Probably not going to be 50-50 right now. It's been a lot of Texans. Yeah, gonna, yeah it's not going to be 50-50 right now. Keith, I think Pierce will help us in the red zone. Uh, red zone, third and one, fourth and one. I think that's what his, what his shtick needs to be. It's what his role needs to be with this team. Speaking of roles and position groups and what Lee Collins just said, uh, 713-780-ESPN, which position group? has the best football ahead of them. Let's let's zero in on one position group that maybe has been middling, maybe they've been struggling, maybe they've been good, but there's still room to grow. Uh, which, which position group has the best football ahead of them for the Texans? 713-780-3776. Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Better days are ahead for all of us because Gentle Ben is in our life. Uh, Gentle Ben makes all of our days all so much better because it's fantastic. It is the best. And it all starts with the finest ingredients and and classic time-honored distilling methods, Gentle Ben uses their innovative process that removes the harshness that's found in most spirits. The result? Unparalleled smoothness and an enjoyable drinking experience. You get all the flavor and none of the burn. You'll love what's not in it, too. It's my favorite part, including undesirable acids. These acids take the enjoyment out of your drinks. Well, Gentle Ben gets rid of the undesirable acids so you can enjoy. Gentle Ben offers vodka, gin, straight bourbon, whiskey, cast strength bourbon. All are fantastic, all in my rotation. Look for it at the liquor store. Ask for it at the restaurant or the bar. Head to gentlebin.com where you can order straight from the website or head to the tasting room in Alvin and uh, find your Gentle Bin there. Also, how about you give Gentle Bin this holiday season? That's right. Head to the Gentle Bin tasting room in Alvin. Choose from a Gentle Bin family of spirits gift box. How about this? $129. You get a bottle of each four of their stuff. Vodka, gin, bourbon, castrank bourbon, all four for $129. That's the best gift you can give. Or the $99 gift box, which includes the Gentle Bin vodka plus the bourbon, two bottles of each for only $99. You can reserve one right now, gentlebin.com, but because of law, you do have to pick it up at the tasting room and you can only pick up one. Uh, but a fantastic gift this holiday season. Also, if you're headed to the Toyota Center soon, stop by Ben's Bar, pick up a drink there as well. Gentle Ben Spirits makes the perfect holiday gift for friends, family, and your best customers. We know they'll love what's not in our spirits too. Give Gentle Ben this holiday season. Gentle Ben, perfect for any celebration. Take the day off work and play a fun round of golf with your favorite sports station at the ESPN 97.5 and 92.5 Occasional Invitational Benefiting Kids Mills. This year's tournament will take place Wednesday, December 13th at 10.30 a.m. at Wildcat Golf Club. Each golfer will receive beverages from St. Arnold Brewing Company, lunch from Papa Charlie's Barbecue, dinner from Valencia's Tex-Mex Garage, 18 holes of golf, 18, Joe. 18 holes of golf and a quick award ceremony immediately after the tournament. Register now, ESPN975.com. Be like Eric, who used promo code EARLYBIRD for a $97.50 registration. This is for a limited time only. Final day Sunday uh, to sign up for the Early Bird Special. So get on that now. Otherwise, you're paying $125. So you can save $28. Be smart like Eric, who's from the Hive. He'll be out there December 13th. We'll be out there uh, we're going to still trying to angle for a way to play some golf. Well, they're working on it. Are they? Mm-hmm. What are what are they uh, doing? They are working on a way for us to be able to play. play. They might auction us off. They doing some things. I might to need work. to hit the range. Yeah, Connor and Beard might are willing to uh, stick around until you guys are done. Oh wow, that's that's a that's a heck of a, a teammate there. And then we uh, yeah we might auction you guys off. Okay, that doesn't sound like the best way to say it. But <laughs> why? I mean, how else do you want think to say about it? it? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, uh, uh, I don't know, I guess there's not really another way to say buy, it. Buy your way in? That's even worse, I think. 
auctioning people off, buying people. Maybe for charity, you're giving a generous well, donation. They're not, well, they're not, they're not. They're buying your <laughs> way to, to the team. Yeah, I don't know. A little pay for play. Yeah, I haven't worked. I haven't golfed in a while, so haven't either. I might. Yeah, you guys might. I might start. If fifteen dollars might be enough to win Branham here, because I don't know if I'm going to contribute a lot. I'm a much better scramble player than I am a. Uh, you know, working on my own game because I'll get an occasional good shot or two, but uh, don't count on me to do a whole that's lot. That's what I asked Joe because, first of all, Joe said, well, when we do a scram- scramble, how many guys play two? What's that? that? Joe said, when we do a scramble, how many guys play play two? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it And depends. I said, well, why don't they auction us off as a show because then at least you and I can brother-in-law a little bit and have some golf shots. Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on what makes the most money. Joe said he I'm wants the caddy the for you. Okay. If, 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 if. No, no, no. I said that. He I will. wants to barter with you. I, I mean, barter if with we're going to play 18 holes of golf, he might need to drive me home. So I, well, I but said he I'm going to barter with caddy you for one of us, but I wasn't willing to give up one of the bets he's lost to me. Yeah. And he thinks you would be. Give up a caddy. Bet. Like, what, give what up one of the me? bets you won. Well, right now, I owe. I definitely owe you a bottle of Gentle Ben. Well, I'm not giving that up. I mean, um, I'm in a golf cart. I mean, I don't need you to. What are you doing as a caddy with see, a golf cart? I paid my baseball bet. Cleaning your You do owe me coffee. I'll trade you that one. That's not enough to caddy. Well, I'm General Ben's not enough for you to wipe my clubs after every time I hit it. I'm on a golf cart. You're not carrying my sticks. We're not walking. You don't want him to polish your putter 18 times? Um, no. Okay. I really, I really, I really don't. And you're willing to coffee? You got to get more than that. Well, I think. Well, I would be winning this deal if he's caddying for me for a cup of Joe. That, that's <laughs> that's a good another one. I'm Brandon on a roll today. I'm unintentionally hilarious. Uh, three six six seven. Astros have been winners. Other teams sucked. Of course, you talk about them more. Hey, thank you, yeah. thank you. Three six six seven. Seven two one two. A Houston sports show talks too much about a Houston sports team that's in season. Okay, Keith. He meant he meant Key, but he spelled it Keith. <laughs> so funny. Keith from L.A. Or Keith from Kirby. That's my bad. Keith from Kirby. <laughs> Keith from Kirby. Yeah, there he is. That's his alter ego. Yep. That's his Houston sports alter ego. All right, Malik Collins said the best football is still ahead of this team. I, I agree. You agree. I think we all agree. There are no naysayers. If you're a naysayer, 713-780-3776. I haven't looked at the Twitch, so maybe that's why I don't think there's any naysayers. Uh, which position group, though, has the best football ahead of them? 8106. Hopefully it's the D-line, particularly, uh, particularly with getting pressure on the QB. I think they've been pretty good at pressure. Yeah. Uh, Collins has been... Collins has been good. Collins has been solid. Now, Rankins has had, like, the bigger bigger games. Like, what he did a couple of weeks ago was fantastic. Grenard's having a really good year in a contract season, which, very curious to see what they do with John Grenard. Will Anderson's playing good football. Now, Will he had a good game yesterday. He had a good game yesterday, especially when he was unblocked. Will Anderson is dominant when nobody touches him. Mm-hmm. I tell you, that's what the Texans need to figure out how to do, is to make sure the other team does not block Will Anderson. Because Will Anderson's not touched, he wreaks havoc on the opposing offense. Uh, Anderson against the run game is fantastic. He, he's a really good team defender, too, where he's not, like, freelancing. He t- you know, he's not looking to, like, J.J. Watt was notorious for this, kind of doing his own thing, which sometimes would lead to big plays, but it also led to him making a bunch of sacks. Uh, one, like, the, the things that Ander- two things that I, I think Anderson, I do think he's going to achieve this at some point in his career. His diversity with his pass rush skill is not great. It's usually the same move every single mm-hmm. time. The one sack he had was more of a hustle sack where he stayed on the play, which his motor, his yeah. motor is his best strength. His ability to defend the run, 
great strength. His motor, great strength. His pass rush, like diversity with the skill set, not fantastic. And I think he really struggles finishing. And I was thinking about this yesterday during the game because what what do the the Will Anderson truthers throw at you? Well, he gets double teamed. Well, he gets double teamed about the same amount as John Grenard. Well, his pass rush win rate is really really high. That, that's true, and it's a little bit better than Grenard's. But why is Grenard getting more sacks? Because part of the calculus that we're not discussing is the finish ability. Yeah, and it's not just with the quarterback either, Jeremy. It's with, the, it's with the quarterback first and foremost, but it's with running backs. It's being able to get into the backfield, and you've noticed it. You saw it again yesterday where there was a couple times where it looked like he had Kyler and Connor locked up for losses, and then he just can't find a way to get them to the ground completely, and either he got help from teammates or they eluded him just enough to basically salvage the play. And you're, I don't know exactly what the answer to that is because he is physical and he's athletic and he's quick, but and he's strong. But yeah. he just can't. It seems like he has a hard time bringing guys down to the ground. I think it's speed of the game. Because I, I think I think when he gets to the point of contact, he sometimes he's a little bit too fast. Like he almost overruns. Overrun, the play. He, and he does. And, and it's tough with Kyler. Like it's like exactly, if we're using yeah. Kyler as the example, it's very difficult to do that because Kyler Murray does that to everybody in the NFL. I think they overemphasize the importance, which they should, that you have to try and stay home. You can't just pin your ears back and go because mm-hmm. if he gets by you on the edge, that's 10, 15, that's chunk play. Because think about it, though. Like if, if Grenard and, and Anderson, they're, they're your two defensive ends, they're getting double teamed at about the same rate. Anderson maybe like 1%, 2% more. I haven't looked in the last couple of weeks. Anderson's pass rush win rate is slightly higher than Grenard's. Yet Grenard has what eight sacks versus Will Anderson's three. Well, mm-hmm. why? What 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 part of the calculus suggests that Grenard is going to have five more sacks than Anderson? To me, it's finishing. It's it, I, I equated it on Twitter yesterday. It's like a basketball player that finishes at the rim. Like you might have this player on the left, this player at the right, and they're both equally good at like breaking somebody down on the dribble. They're both equally good at blowing by a defender. But the guy on the right is finishing at the rim. The guy on the left is not finishing at the rim. They look the same. Their moves are the same. They're both get by their defender, but one guy finishes, one guy doesn't. That's the, the thing that brought that that drives me crazy about the advanced stats on Will Anderson, the analytics on Will Anderson. Cool. I want somebody that can finish. Well, and the thing is, too, it's like MJ used to say, it's a million-dollar move, but if you got a five-cent finish, I mean, what did you actually put in your bank account? Because of the fact that, you know, once you it's getting there is one thing, but then doing what you need to do once you get home is the other. And when you look at what the two guys are doing, it's great, and you love the fact that they're bookends, but if you are truly getting the amount of attention that Will Anderson is supposedly getting, and mm-hmm. he's wreaking the havoc that he's supposedly wreaking all over offenses... But yet, Grenard, that means there should be less. You're getting, basically, you're saying, well, that Grenard isn't getting any. You see plenty of times that they're now focused on Grenard, too. But when we see that the numbers are similar in terms of how much attention they're getting and, and, and how many pe- offenses are looking at them, why is it that one guy's numbers are so grossly better yeah. than the others if they're both getting the same amount of attention? I think it's finishability. I think it's the only thing it can be. It's the only part of the, the equation that or, it can be. there's a little bit more to it, though. I'd say you're right, but I'd say the other thing is to just – Comfort with, like you said, the speed of the game and, and yeah. the NFL football to where he it, it's it's logical to say he's still catching up with NFL football. Yeah, I think it's what it is. 8807, that will come with experience. I, I agree. I do think it's going to happen for him. Now, I think it's probably year two and on. I, I don't think it's this year. I, I definitely think like the, the numbers get there. It, it's still the, the, the need that people have to throw out these stats that are totally made up. They're they're not real stats. Like I, mean, I I like Patrick Storm. I think he's great at what he does. But I saw his tweet yesterday. Average distance from the quarterback at the time the ball yeah. was thrown per <laughs> NGS 
Will Anderson, 3.5 yards, league average, 4.53. I don't care. There's so many variables into that. Like, like, I don't there, care. There's so many things that could come into play. I, I, I really don't either. Like, I feel like Dusty Baker whenever I'm arguing this stuff. Because I do think that there's a place for intel and data and information, but there's so many other variables. Like That's one of 100 variables that come into play when sacking the quarterback. And I think one of the variables that a lot of these advanced number people are just like flat-out ignoring is the ability to finish the play. And I think Anderson struggles with that right now, especially in the pass rush. As I, run, as, running a bit like the run def- def defense, I think Anderson's top-notch. Oh, he is. But I think that a lot of times, too, we get so caught up in these next-level analytics and the deep dives and all the numbers. But if you go back and do the eye test, and not just watch the broadcast, but record it and go back and watch the defensive plays to understand like who's getting the, the extra help where and what moves are being made and how guys are still finding a way to get home as well as the motor keeps running and if they miss on the initial impact into the backfield, they stick with the play to go ahead and make the play or finish the play, maybe pass the line of scrimmage. Those are things that matter too. The eye test matters to be able to set, to digest everything and say, dude's motor's unbelievable. Dude's ability to escape blocking, to still be able to make a tackle here or there or downfield coverage. Those are things, and coverage, you know, covering receivers and, and backs out of the backfield. All that matters, yep. just as much as the deep dive stats do. Yeah, I, I still think Anderson's potential is extremely high for, 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 sure. what, it, for what it's worth. He's just like the, the idea he was going to have 10 sacks as a rookie, it's not going to come to fruition. And then inventing all these stats to, like, you know, make the case that Anderson's great, like, he's still got to have some finish ability. And again, Cerrone's been really good, and he had a good game yesterday. He had a really good game yesterday. Uh, 713-780-ESPN. Um, 0423 said, Word on the street, Branham plays his best golf in August. That's true. Tiger always peaks at Augusta for the Masters. I peak in August. It's just how it works. Uh, 713-780-ESPN, HRP listener line. Mailbag Monday with the Killer Bees. You can ask us whatever you want. What's your favorite holiday? Uh, who's your favorite Texan? Tank Gal and Case Keenum. Uh, whatever you want to ask the Killer Beast. It's our mailbag Monday. 713-780-3776. Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. Hey, before we go to the break, tell you about my good friend Doc Linville and the Neograph Procedure. Look, the Neograph Procedure, Doc Linville's the best in the business at doing it. And if you don't know what it is, but you've got pattern baldness, you're thinning, or you've gone completely bald, and you don't think there's anything you can do about it, there really is. The Neograph procedure is the answer for you. It's not the sprays and the creams and the foams that only mask the problem and don't really solve it. It's taking your own hair where you're never going to lose it. Genetically, I found this out. You're never going to lose the hair on the sides and the back of your head, no matter how bald you go in other areas. So he takes some of it, repurposes it where you need it, and suddenly you see follicles growing again. The hair is going to get longer and stronger over time. It's going to be with you for the long haul because he's taking it from a place where it never goes away. And you're going to see the results. Love what you see. Have more self confidence in the process and feel great about yourself again it's unbelievable when he explained it to me and then he also told me that 95 to 99 percent of the follicles that he moves are going to stay and grow and be with you for the long haul it convinced me to do the procedure it might do the same for you and you get to talk to doc linville and his staff for absolutely free it normally costs 150 bucks all you got to do is go to 975hair.com sign up for an appointment go in for the consultation ask questions get answers you don't have to sign anything. You don't have to commit to anything. No money out of pocket. No anything that will commit you to spending or doing something you don't want to do. But when you ask the questions and get the answers, it's going to make sense to you. And you might be the next in line to reap the benefits of the Neograph procedure. Check them out today. Go to 975hair.com. Tell them I sent you by. He's blank on Branham. Mailbag Monday. Ask the bees whatever. You can ask Joe anything if you want to. 713-780-3776. Can you have turkey and gravy on days other than turkey? Uh, nope.
No, I don't think so. Did Damian Pierce lose his starting job on his day off? He should. Yeah, I've been there for It's this. going to be interesting to see what they do because I don't know, and I know you are the first to, to proclaim that you don't care about feelings hurt and drama. I don't. Oh, you love drama, but you don't care about if anybody's feelings get hurt in the process. Nope, I care about winning. I don't care about people's yeah, feelings. Yeah, I think coming into the Jags game, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. The guy's got back-to-back 100-yard rushing games, and he really fits everything that you're doing right now. You can say you're going to ease him back in because of the injury, and there's your excuse, but I don't see any reason to change Singletary being your starting running back. He would have uh, he would have lost the job last week. Single, you're just a better running team with Singletary than you are Damian Pierce. He's a better fit. So, yeah, Singletary's RB1. He sh- for, sh- should have been last week. Now, Pierce didn't play. Now, Pierce has a role on this team. Like I, I think mm-hmm. Damian Pierce is your short yardage guy. He's going to give uh, Singletary a blow, pause. Uh, so, it, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Pierce is your backup. It's all good. Uh, what did you guys think of F1 in Vegas? Boy, what a finish. Fantastic. Really good atmosphere, too. I mean, Vegas obviously is perfect for a lot of things. I didn't think it, per se, it was going to be great for F1, but prove me wrong. I loved it. I loved it. I, I stayed up and watched a few of them. I was in Charleston, so I was a little bit later there because they're on the Eastern time zone. I laid my head on the pillow last night at 5 a.m. Um I, I watched the first few laps of the race and then I fell asleep. Couldn't couldn't do it. The introduction was pretty cool. Like the you had Buffer up there introducing the 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 race the, the drivers and like they had no idea what to do. They're just like looking at them awkwardly. I know Max Verstappen didn't like it. It was ninety nine percent show, one percent sport. Which who cares? Why this is Vegas? entertainment. This is sports. It's entertaining. And people are watching. Like this is why. Um, they did have the problem with the first practice with the drain hole. Like, I can't. I they still popped can't the drain it. hole off, and it cost like two million dollars of damage on Carlos Sainz's uh, car. Yeah, but Wait, then Ferrari? there's going to be a Is lawsuit. There's going to be like a civil suit. Really? From the like, they're people are trying to put it together because like they paid two hundred dollars or whatever for oh, a ticket for that. Yeah, and it only lasted eight laps. So car people are, is subject to change. That's so this, stupid. They're, they're not going to win this. It's like like imagine trying to sue because you didn't get to watch a baseball game because there no. was a rain delay. Or, it's like a fight, and then like the like the co-main event is off the card, or a yeah. UFC, and the main event gets scratched. You're not getting a refund for that. Card is subject to change. What? It's Very dumb. That's enough. You didn't like the F1? No. The F1 was great. It had millions of By the viewers. way, I-, I could have pulled a Branham on you. What do you mean? If you laid your he- head on the pillow last night at 5 a.m., it's not last night. It's the next morning. I don't think I'm that nitpicky. Oh, yeah, I think you can be. I don't think I'm that nitpicky. Uh, 713-780-3776. Key from L.A. Blankers, what team comes first? The Packers, the Bucks, the Brewers, or the Astros? Who has your heart the most? Astros. Okay, there you go. Uh, 0613, is Justin Herbert this generation's Matt Stafford? Ooh, Boy, the, the, the luster and the shine has worn off a lot on on Herbert this year, but I think a lot has to do with his coach, although you got him a new OC, and that didn't seem to work out all that well. I think they need a full-blown redo on the coaching staff, um, but right now it's trending like with the, the, the teams and the quarterbacks in the AFC. He's got a pretty high ladder to climb to get where he needs to go, so it's possible. I think it's yeah. the perfect comp. I think it's a good comp. The question that I would have, does Herbert get the title? Yes. You think he gets Super Bowl title by going? Is it with the Chargers or somebody else? Somewhere else. Okay, there just you go. like Stafford. You heard the rumor, right? Who the new head coach in LA is going to be? Belichick. Yep. Yeah. And but does Josh, that help him? And Josh McDaniels is his OC. I don't know. I don't. It can't be worse. 
I mean, they're like the, they're like the Bills. Worse. Their window is closing fast. Their roster is old. They wish they had Tank Dell. Did you see that ball that Mike Williams dropped you? Quentin oh, Johnson. Or Quentin God. Johnson. My Quentin fault. Johnson. The, the knock on him coming hands. out was his hands, his hands. And he lived up to everything on one play yesterday. He's been useless this year. Awful. Season. He can't I like, catch. I like receivers that have good hands. Like, pretty simple, right? I like a receiver who can catch the football. Sorry, I just do. That's the difference between winning and losing that game yesterday. Period. Yeah, it put him. Oh, yeah. It was the perfect throw. It put him in field position. Oh, it was a beautiful throw, and not only field goal position, he might have scored on that play. Yeah, you know? it's 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 very. They they are the slightly more competitive Detroit Lions that Matt Stafford played with. Yeah, yeah I great, think it's a good call. Right. I think he wins. I think he. I think he's a better chance to win a Super Bowl than Josh Allen. I agree. Yeah, but I think that neither one of them have a very good chance because, to Joe's point, they're getting old, and especially with the Chargers' skill positions. Keenan Allen is already like 94 years old, and, and you don't know what you're going to do with Eckler. You, you've oversigned no, Williams. Gonna, it will need a new core. It, yeah, be, they it, definitely have to but, I mean, reload only, the core. He's only 25. Yeah, I know. He's going to be around for a while, but I mean, it won't be with he'll, he'll have a downtime when he loses a lot of those skill position guys. I think it could be with the Chargers, but it's going to be a totally different core. It'd be like in seven years. It won't yeah. be like in the foreseeable future or in the next few years. Uh, 713-780-ESPN. Favorite Papa's restaurant? Mm, Papa's Steakhouse was really, Ooh, really that's good. That's a good call. Papa's I already Steakhouse had my mindset. Was really, really good. And then you went there. It's hard for me to go against Papacitos. Papacitos yeah, Papa is great. You go the on a problem Wednesday. Is- the prices went up because of how good everybody said it was, and then tourists all said that that's where they had to go to try the fajitas in Houston. But their fajitas and their queso is really good. Yeah, I'm a, I mean, you got to go Papa's Steak. Valencia's Tex Mexican Garage. Yeah. Best fajitas For in you, town. Yeah. But if I'm going a specific Papa's restaurant, I got to go Papacitos. Papa Do. Papa Do smacks too, though. That does. I might be in the minority here. I love Papa Seafood. Papa Seafood's not bad. They're all good. They're all yeah. good. Even Papa's Burgers. What's the... Uh, no, I still haven't had Papa's Burgers Papa's yet. Burgers, the burgers are good. You know what's pretty good at uh, Papa's Seafood? I'm going to get crushed for saying this. Their seafood Cobb salad. It is what? fantastic. There's nothing wrong with that. It is fantastic. Really? It is so good. And they also have like... Uh, I forget what it's called, but it's kind of like their play on ceviche. Unbelievable. Their dirty rice is good. Okay. All right. That'd probably be pretty low on my I'm, list. I'm not but. saying that that's your entree, <laughs> but I'm saying a lot of people can like a lot of people can screw up queso. I like a good dirty rice. Yeah, you can screw up dirty rice. They don't. I like. You know what makes a good dirty rice? Seasoning. Ketchup. Ketchup makes oh, a good I, dirty I, rice. You're, 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 first of all, you're preaching to the choir. I will put ketchup on dirty rice. There's no doubt, and wow, I am not. I was, there I is was, no shame for me. I in wasn't that. preaching. I you're was trolling. But I will absolutely rice? do it, and I'll admit it. Every, that it depends on again, like everything else that you guys kind of blow up out of proportion. If it doesn't taste just right, you can put ketchup on it, and make it taste a whole lot better. Oh man! But like, what's the purpose? It just the flavor. Feels, you're getting flavor. Yeah, that's always the purpose. Spicy or regular Chick Fil A sandwich? Spicy, spicy. Spicy's good. Yeah. Not like that the, the regular's bad, but the spicy's better. You want a fat kid hack? Because I know about all the fat kid hacks because you don't get a dad bod like this without knowing these things. Spicy Chick-fil-A sandwich, you get the ranch and dip it into it. Mmm. Mmm. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm all about the Polynesian Fantastic. sauce. Fantastic. Oh, you dip it in the Polynesian sauce? Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. Because now you got a little pica with a little bit of pica. See, I think it's yeah. done well enough that pica. you don't need sauce on it. The you don't spicy need it. chicken sandwich. You don't need it. I'm yeah. just saying it kind of enhances it a little bit. Uh, would you rather only eat peanut butter forever or sweat Smucker's jelly? What the hell kind of question is that? That's mm-hmm. tough. Don't shoot the messenger. I don't I don't want to sweat jelly. It's, I don't want to sweat jelly either. I don't and wanna, I love peanut butter. It's too but hot if, in Houston all the oh, time. I'll sweat jelly. 
I don't want to only eat peanut butter. Do you not like peanut butter, though? Yeah. I'm okay with peanut butter. I don't love it. I'm, I'm going to sweat jelly. But I don't want to only eat peanut butter for the rest of my oh, life. Yeah, what a tough. terrible yeah. existence. You put ketchup on peanut butter? Like, Probably good. Your laundry's going to be messy, though, when you sweat jelly. I, I'd rather that than just only Plus, peanut butter. Plus, you can also avoid sweat. Now, it's a little bit more difficult in Houston. It's hard in Houston. It's a little bit more difficult point. in Houston because you can You don't have to work out at truck. all and still sweat your you-know-what's off. Yeah. Uh, I'll sweat Smuckers, though. I'll go with the okay. Smuckers. Is Alpi the most improved player in the NBA? Boy, it's too early to say that I've watched enough NBA to say that there's someone better. That's I mean, we, yeah. but he is playing, and again, with a real coach that has a real system that actually works through him, it's hard to put anybody up that's playing better. They might be playing as well, but I don't think anybody's playing better. Um, I don't watch enough global NBA on a holistic point of view to know, but Alpi Shingun's fantastic. Yep. I watch the Rockets every game. I don't watch the rest of the NBA that closely whenever it's the regular season. It's hard to ignore Anthony Edwards. would be the only person I would Ant-Man say. is starting to is get he, that star to rise. That yeah. improved I from where so. he was a year ago? Because I, I think defensively is where it's at. I think he was known He's as a efficient. high flyer coming in that was raw. And last year, he kind of established that he is a rising superstar. Yeah, I feel like SGA, too... Yeah, Ooh, he's boy. a stud. He is How about Chet? unreal. How about Chet? Chet, Chet didn't even play last well, see, year. That's why I feel like yeah. he doesn't count. because Chet's going to win Rookie of the Year yeah. because he sat out a yeah. year. I feel like to be improved, you have to be, it has to be your second season of something. SGA is taking it to another level. I, I didn't special, see that coming man. when they got him. He's special. He's really good. 8693, will CJ and D'Amico bring a Super Bowl title to Houston? Yes. 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 Okay. That was easy for us. Yeah. Last one here. 1970. How do you guys like your took uh, your turkey cooked for Thanksgiving? What does that mean? I don't want I don't I'm not How do you like fried, your turkey I'm cooked? I'm not a deep fried turkey guy. I just like if it if it's cooked the right way, just a well oh, like to, so there's juices and you baste it and everything like that. Just the original turkey in the oven done the right way is the best for me. I don't like the fried What's, turkey, the Cajun turkey, all that other stuff. What's the I, alternative to the original turkey? Cajun turkey, deep fried. Oh, I think you, okay. I thought it was doing like a magic act in the oven. No. Do you baste it in ketchup? No. <laughs> I do not put ketchup See, on turkey. I feel I like, like you I'm can a, sell me on turkey and ketchup. No. But the mashed potatoes are not no. out of the question. But because no, there's like, gravy, well, you I, put I won't do it. ketchup on mashed potatoes? You've seen me. Oh, you said baked potato. I would do it on mashed potatoes. I, oh, I put ketchup on mashed potatoes, but not on like on at Thanksgiving because the gravy makes I think it. You, you need to start seasoning your food more. So yeah. you don't have to use ketchup as much. Get Andrew to do it first, then we'll talk. His food smells pretty good usually. He does boiled chicken and rice. You guys a, have overhyped that so much. I'm a much. fried turkey guy. I like the turkey fried. Do you? Yeah, I like it. It's good. I like a Cajun turkey, too. You inject it, yeah. a little bit of the Cajun stuff. Mm-hmm. I like pretty much any turkey that's not the original basted in an oven. Like, give me some flavor in a turkey. Tur- turkey's not great. Like, turkey's not very good. Oh, my good. God. I love the, the the turkey with just all the fixings and the me gravy. Too. It's fantastic. But you're putting gravy on the turkey, right? Yeah. If the turkey was great, you don't put anything on it. Like you I put said, anything on a good steak? You don't need it if it's, co- if it's cooked and basted the right way, a little crispy on the skin on the outside, juicy with the meat on the inside. Then I, don't, I think you could eat turkey without having to put anything on it. Yeah. All right. 713-780-ESPN. I believe Mondays. What are you believing after the college football weekend? It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. You know what you need in your life if you ever get into an accident? You need Hollingsworth Law Firm. Look, it's a little bit wet on the roadways today. Uh, The holidays always lead to people driving crazy, too. A lot of times these car accidents aren't your fault. But if you get into a car accident, the name that you need to know is Hollingsworth Law Firm. 
Program that in your mind, just in case you ever get into a car accident. Hollingsworth Law Firm, you don't have to worry about spending an arm and a leg either because you don't pay a single dime until you win your case. And don't just program it into your mind. Program it into your phone right now because you don't know when you're going to get in a car wreck. It's normally at the most inopportune or unexpected time. And then when it does happen, you're starting to figure out real quick that there's a whole bunch of people you should be calling and a whole bunch of things you need to do. And you kind of don't, you're not in your right mind because it's a, it's an intense situation. You need the help and guidance of somebody that's in your corner. That's the Hollingsworth Law Firm because they're going to work extra hard for you because they're not going to get paid unless you win the case. That means the insurance company. That means the other driver. That means everything is taken care of and all the list of boxes is checked so that you don't leave anything on the table or miss anything to get what you deserve. Hollingsworth Law Firm, the name you need to know. They'll fight those pesky insurance companies. They usually run all over you. A Hollingsworth Law Firm runs all over them. If you or someone you know has been injured in a car wreck or accident, give Hollingsworth Law Firm a call right now. Don't pay until you win. 713-999-8773 for your free consultation. 713-999-8773. Or visit them online. CarWreckTexas.com. CarWreckTexas.com. He's blank. I'm Branham. All right. Who, what do we believe after this college football weekend? A lot happened in this college football weekend. What do you believe now? Blankers, why don't you kick us off? Oh, you're rolling today. Um, I think that uh, Utah's got the most sought-after coach in football right now, in college football and Kyle Whittingham, and I believe that he's going he's gonna to get big offers from a lot of big-time schools, and he's going to stay. I haven't really seen his name being mentioned in a lot of these plays. He should be. He's a heck of a coach. I heard it thrown out early at A&M. I think that it'll be definitely considered with UCLA if they do move on, like the rumor says, with Chip Kelly, uh-huh. even though they beat SC. But I, the dude has been so good for so long. But the fact that he's been at Utah for 19 years, I think he's so set in his ways, he won't go. I think he'll get Utah to give them give him a boost. But I don't think he'll go anywhere. Yeah, he kind of just seems like he's made for Utah. And it seems like he's going to stay there forever. How long has he been on that job now? Let's see. He took like over. Mark Buick Gonzaga. Oh, five. Or, or uh, Boise State's Chris uh the, the longtime Boise State coach. And then he, Boise, just, he usually, he yeah, usually Chris left Peterson. to Washington. Then he finally succumbed to all the pressure, and he went to Washington. He didn't do all that great. He skipped out on them, and Boise State's been crap ever since. Yeah, you know, he, he could have went to, like, I think it was UCLA, but he took he chose Washington because he has a special needs kid, and they have better hospitals there. I think or that's right. hospital that better suited his kid for whatever his need was. Um, but, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, I didn't realize he'd been at Utah since 04. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't see him leaving. I, I feel like he's going to stay there. I think there's going to be a lot of good schools that come after him, and I think he's one of those guys that just is going to stay loyal and comfortable and not go. I haven't seen his name mentioned in, in, some, in any of the rumors. Yeah, I was I was very pro, like, that's who A&M should hire. Yeah, and then me they too. came out with this list uh, on one of the betting sites. Oh, did they? And he wasn't on it. And Bill Belichick was. That's ridiculous. For A&M? And I was like, it was like, it was like the long, long, long shot was Belichick and Harbaugh. And Urban Meyer, yeah, they, they, like, they were all like, they just throw them on money. there, yeah, because you have money. some idiot that's yeah. gonna bet it for hundred dollars like, and you steal money from them. But like Kyle Whittingham wasn't on there, and it like kind of baffled me. Who were the favorites? Uh, I think I think Trailer was up there. Washington's coach has got to be in the mix, right? Yeah, I would be surprised if he leaves. How do you pronounce it? It's like DeBoer or whatever. Yeah, I think Elko was at the top. Elko, former DC at a uh, Lanning was up there. He said he's not gonna leave. Lanning did. Yeah, but there was I've a flight. I've seen his name a lot connected. Yeah, there's always there flights, was a flight. Though. 
But how many people are flying from Eugene to College Station? I thought it was College Station to Eugene. I guess you have to return, but yeah. Somebody you hey, can talk to him, but Phil Knight's money speaks too. Uncovering, I think, honestly, uncovering I think, every stone. I think it's gonna be trailer turning over every stone. I don't. You think it's too soon? I don't think it's gonna be trailer. You, you think they want the big name? I do. I don't think it's a big enough name for it's a mistake. Was Herb on the list? He was. I think he was like. Tw- I think Urban Meyer was like twenty-five to one. He's not gonna be there. No, he won't be there. I think he's done though. Yeah, I he do. should be. I think there's a better chance Jim Harbaugh is the coach no. of AM than Urban Meyer. No, that like he I gets, have no idea. I don't, it's a weird. It's a weird side. And thing. I don't think it will be Harbaugh, but I just I don't think Urban Meyer. Do you is, think it's it has to be a big name that's that's like a a sexy name that you know everybody goes whoa or can they go with the up and coming? I don't think they're gonna get like an assistant. No, but I'm saying at a smaller program that ha- takes the know. big leap. Because like, I don't know how like like Dan Lanning is not a sexy name. I disagree. You think he is? Absolutely. I just he's don't. also a really, really well regarded up and coming coach. Yeah, I mean he's probably gonna be in the college football playoffs too. So I think that is a pretty sexy name. I believe that I feel bad for Jordan Travis. Brutal, I, brutal I, injury. I mean, probably it's gonna cost Florida State their season too. Yeah, I believe that if they're undefeated, that they shouldn't be in the college football playoff. I disagree. Uh, but that's part of what the committee has said, that they will weigh and factor in. If, it, if a very significant player gets injured, that they will factor that in into how that team will be going forward. Uh, it was a shame, man. Yeah, that was, it, it, it was, was very sad. It was an ugly injury. Yep. Like, and it's, it's nothing against – I just – there's too many good teams at the top. Like, if, if Oregon beats Washington – Mm-hmm. How do you? But how do you have a? a I know a, a team that has a loss over an undefeated Florida State. I, I, I know, I know. I don't know how they. There's do it. no way I'm picking a one-loss team over an undefeated Florida. State. What do you? What do you? No chance. What do you believe that they're going to do when the 12-team playoff starts and a coach is gone? I think they're going to respect the resume. I think that's where that's, at least I the really players are still in place and the coaches are the, the the coordinators and stuff are still in place where you believe they'll still play the same way as opposed to if your star player one of your star players goes down. I think they're gonna they're gonna penalize teams for that. But he's the. I, I have a hard time. I mean, I guess I shouldn't. No, because think like, this is like, a hard time. Like, but I have a hard time believing that a team that's in the twelve team playoff to win a national championship has a coach leave. Do you think that if the if the twelve team playoff was this year uh-huh. and Lane Kiffin got a call for the A and M job, he would stay at Ole Miss. Why wouldn't he finish? And coach in the college football playoff. Why wouldn't he the finish? Because the school wouldn't let him. Part, partially I, because the school wouldn't let him. I just had don't a lot know. of coaches that, I mean, that they, coached through the bowl. It season. happened. It happened last year, right? Notre Dame could have gotten to the fourteen playoff, and Kelly was gone. That's true. Or two years ago, like Kelly was. They, Notre Dame was right there, <laughs> and they said that that factored in. And like they ended up, it ended up not being an issue because teams won their conferences. But there was like a very real scenario. They need some, they need some losses. Yeah, where like Notre Dame got into the college football playoff with four teams, but it's like, well, Brian Kelly's already left for LSU. You have to factor that stuff in. Yeah, I, I, I'm just I'm curious. I I don't know for sure. If I, w- they will I hold wish it they would. Them, I wish they would move the timeline on the carousel. I, I wish they would wait till after this. But it's hard too because signing days. Like you have the first signing day in mid December. You have to change everything. Yeah, I don't like. Do I don't it. like the calendar. Yeah, like if you're gonna affect, if it's gonna affect how a team makes the college football playoff when you go to twelve, if that coach leaves, you have to move signing day. Yeah. Everything has to change. It's tough. All right, what do you believe, Joe? I believe Florida State. Like I said, Florida State shouldn't be in the college football playoff without Jordan Travis. Who's even their backup? If, I don't even know. Don't no know clue. idea. Like no even clue. if they, Charlie Ward, maybe. <laughs> even if they go undefeated, like I just to me between Ohio State, Michigan, Washington, Oregon, those four teams will all be more deserving to be in the college football playoff than Florida State without Travis. 
Charlie really, Ward is coaching high school football, or maybe bas- actually it's basketball. He's coaching. He was high school doing basketball. both. He, he started at second. He was he was the, here locally at Second Baptist. He's in Tallahassee. Okay, yeah, it's and then called, he moved back. It's called State High School or University High School, one of those two. Uh, Michigan players, I believe, Michigan players shouldn't be wearing free Harbaugh shirts. Agreed. That was such an embarrassment. Like, they're acting like Jim Harbaugh got arrested for some crime that he didn't commit. He went and met with the Big Ten officials and accepted his penalty. And then they fired a coach. Accepted and fired a coach. Yeah, to try and scapegoat it a so little like, bit. So, like, why are you wearing free Harbaugh shirts like he's this innocent man that's being wrongly convicted of murder when he accepted the penalty and fired a coach because he learned the evidence that the Big Ten had. Michigan players wearing a free Harbaugh shirt, they should be embarrassed of themselves. Well, I think Harbaugh, what if their coach told them to wear them? I Harbaugh can't should, believe that. I can't if it's a Harbaugh. He should be telling them to stop. He should. This is a bad look. It's right. embarrassing. I think he loves it. Oh, so yeah, bad. he does. He does. He sure. soaks all of that up. I think he loves every bit of it. They love all this stuff. They, they love do. the fact that, like, they're wearing these shirts that now there's people talking about. Like, my dad last night, we were together for my grandma's birthday. He's like, you see the article how they might, Michigan might leave the Big Ten? I'm like, stop. That's well. not happening. <laughs> I know someone put that out there, and, like, oh, it was a real art. I think it was Pete Thamel wrote it. But, like, there's no way the Board of Regents at Michigan is going to say they should leave Michigan no. or they should Plus, leave the Big Ten. they stole the, the whole Houston versus everybody shirts, too, with the Michigan versus everybody. I hope your boy Lanny got yeah. some of that. because Every city has that. But I'm saying the, the fact that that was big here and then suddenly it, the first first blink and there it is in Michigan. I mean, it's a bit much. A143, I believe Alabama makes the college football playoffs. That would need a lot of chaos for that to happen, but... They're playing so that it's it's tough. They're playing so much better than they Texas, are. but Texas has the head to head. Cuz like the way they're playing right now, Alabama should be in front of Texas. I think there's no I mean, doubt about that. I mean, if they beat Georgia though, you would have to ha- they would have to jump Georgia. Right? Yeah. It's head to head and it's late. Yeah, I think they would ju- that's not a bad But then call. each each school's got one loss, right? Yeah. But yeah, I think but if, Bama's got the head to head. Because if Bama Al- lost to Texas, who's still good, so like, Georgia, it's not like they like, lost to a bad school. Like Georgia would have to be behind Texas. I think. I think you would. Jo- I think Georgia would drop below both of them. Yeah, they would have to drop below both of them, and then you have to see whatever happens in the in the pack, and you'd have to see whatever happens in Michigan Ohio State. Yep. Probably only one pack school, and only one of Michigan Ohio State would have to make it. I agree. Now you need a lot of different losses. Two nine two zero. I believe Dion and Colorado were too overhyped to start the season. They've already surpassed their win total. Like the fact that he surpassed their win total yeah. so early, I feel like he's ahead of schedule. Actually, look, he's a story no matter what, right? And it was going to be a story no matter what go- going to that school and, and getting that 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 new job that quickly. Everybody was going to pay attention no matter what. Then when he cleared seventy players, whatever it was, off and brought a whole new you know roster in, everybody was going to pay attention. But to his credit, they won some games early that were deserving of some attention. Did he get overhyped? Sure, maybe a little bit, but. That's what Deion Sanders does to any program when he shows up on campus and then starts to win and do the things that he was doing. So they were going to get the media attention. Plus, there was a lot of stinker games and stinker teams that weren't given a lot of reason to talk about anything else. For the Texans, it was a tell of two halves for the offense, but the defense picking up the Texans. Not same old Texans anymore, huh? 713-780-3776. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. Mike Holly, U of H class of 1990, go Cougs. He's been protecting the interests of businesses for nearly 25 years. He got his uh, he got his master's in protection. He used to protect the Heisman Trophy winner. Now he's protecting the interests of your business. HRP provides comprehensive human capital management services, including HR compliance, benefits administration, and payroll. 
HRP will also work with you to customize a plan for whatever you need. There's nothing cookie cutter about HRP. You need a little help, a lot of help, anything in between. HRP will create a plan for what you and your business need. They'll customize a plan for whatever you and your business needs. Their customer service second to none. You'll never talk to a stranger on the other side of the line. You'll be calling someone that's familiar with you, familiar with your company. You can email them too. I can speak to the customer service. Anytime I have a question, I'm an email guy. I always get a quick response, very easy to understand. Thankful for that. Let HRP take on the demands of human resources and eliminate your HR burden so you can get back to growing your business. Give them a call, 281-880-6525 and let HRP customize a plan for you, 281-880-6525 or check them out at hrp.net. That's hrp.net.